Again, this is Robert Sines, and welcome to another episode of Raw Podcast. Joining us today is music artist Benji Bradshaw. Benji Bradshaw is the fierce musical force of the New York underground, as well as a staple of the underground music realm of the world. Traveling and performing at nightclubs and events from New York and Los Angeles to Miami, London, and more to come. Today he joins us to discuss his origins, a history of a music icon in the making. Check out his music videos and follow on YouTube at Benji Bradshaw. Follow him on Instagram at Benji Bradshaw, where you can check out his photos, get updates, and links to additional content. To support my work, including this podcast, visit robertsigns.com for links to more of my art content. Follow on Instagram at Robert Jacob Signs or The Imagination of Robert Signs. Um, Benji Bradshaw is the fierce musical force of the New York underground, and that's what I have written so far. <laughs> oh, it's just sweet. Thank you. Um, okay. So I want to start off with your origins. Um, I'm going to basically pretend this is Drag Race. Um, mm. Tell me a little bit about little baby Benji growing up in the working class suburbs just outside of Oakland, California. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, as a kid, I was pretty much very similar to what I am now. Like I, I remember as a kid, I had these ruby slippers that were you know, like the Dorothy ruby slippers. I'm <laughs> sure a lot of us had those. Um, I had roller skates. You had roller skates. Oh, yeah. wow. <laughs> it's something about the shoe. It's like we want the right shoe. <laughs> like It just makes us feel cool. So, I mean, that was me. I had, you know, like the glitter stuff and sparkle stuff. And I liked uh, like colorful things. And I even had in my bedroom, my dad painted a rainbow like on the wall, mm-hmm. which is really sweet. So that's to show that I had very supportive parents and a supportive family. So growing well, up, like he did that yeah. specifically for that. I'm I, for that. Right. I mean, I I think it was. Yeah. I mean, I didn't know it. It was I was very young, so I don't. I, maybe I was, set, I don't know, eight or something. So it's not like I knew what it meant, but I just know that I wanted a rainbow. So <laughs> if that makes sense. So it's just like oh, I like rainbows. Make me a rainbow. It's like, I don't know what that. <laughs> Give me a unicorn. <laughs> so, so yeah, so I, that kind of growing up was like that. And I was very performative and I would love to dress up and like dress up for Halloween. So I was always very interested in performing and kind of putting on these outfits and, and experimenting with identity and experimenting with, with just embracing life and, and always being creative. So, so for me, it's pretty much, I kind of, can't, what you see now is, is a real lineage to who I was as a child. And now I'm just fully living out what I was or the things in life that, that I was hiding or the things that I felt constraints. Now I am able to, to break those. Um, well, what, what do you feel may, maybe uh, when you mean constraints, what, what are you talking about? Things like your um, ethnicities or your uh, like upbringing in the education system or like, yes, that's a good question. Yeah, it's actually both of those are a big part of it. Um, so for one, I, I went to a Catholic school, a private Catholic school. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and it, it was very liberal, I have to say, compared to other schools that you might find. You know, it was in the Bay Area, which is a pretty liberal place. And it was, um, you know, 
it's so like you know god loves everybody kind of a thing so i mean luckily it wasn't like god hates gays and god hates this these sort of people but i think because it was very structured and top of that the other point you brought about my ethnicities is that my father's native american and portuguese and my mom has an irish and english background so for me i always had this duality in my head of like you know dad looks kind of darker and he's he's more into the spirit and, and more into nature I and mean, my you know my mom is more into like you know, doing everything a certain way. So it's kind of like having those two influences in me. Um, I think I internalized all of that as basically saying that there's limits and that that there's different paths in life. And the, the path that I should do is the one that maybe is more conservative and that is more like with a uniform in the Catholic school or that is, is very heteronormative and that is kind of a set path, you know, get a job, and go to school and graduate and have a family. So I think I was internalizing all of that. And even if the outside influences were selling, not even telling me that, that's what I took it as. And so for most of my early adulthood and in, into college, I was putting up these walls of saying like, oh, I shouldn't dress up, like I shouldn't perform, I shouldn't wear makeup because all of these things aren't really in my trajectory. So for me, it was like, okay, get go to college, get a job, you know, and figure it out from there. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, hmm, that's interesting. Well, you know, I was just recently discovering like myself, um, that when I was growing up in my mind for like 20 years, maybe longer, I thought that, and I'm not saying it's not true. Cause I'm sure there was a lot of like, don't talk to him stuff going on that I, I wasn't even aware of. And some I was aware of, but I'm pretty sure now that I'm older, I realize it's really weird to flash back and like look around and say, oh, I don't think all of it was everybody. I think sometimes I put up my own thing because I was afraid that, you know, if someone tried to be befriend me, um, there was a, a few people here and there, especially like I had a problem being friends with like guys, like boys, men, whatever, not men, but boys as when I was a kid, <laughs> I was a boy. Mm -hmm. um, and I think it was, it, I didn't really realize it, but like I've recently been kind of randomly glitching or flashing back to moments where someone would try to like include me or get me to hang out or like allow me to give me the opportunity to hang out with him and their friends. And I kind of rejected it because in my, in my brain, I just felt like fear. Like, I don't know what's on the other side of that. And am I going to get the shit beat out of me like later on or, you know, who knows? Like they're going to, you know, I don't know. But so I, I think that's kind of along the lines of what you, you mean to some extent, right? Totally. It's that, it's that I guess back to RuPaul terms, like the inner saboteur or whatever <laughs> Ru, Mama Ru says, it's like sometimes the biggest enemy is yourself and those things you project onto others and you project your own internal uh, fears or internal concerns, not knowing it. And, and in that way, it's strange because you're almost creating your own boundaries and your own walls. Okay. When, yeah. if you just let that go and say, you know what, these people actually don't care about my sexuality or these people <laughs> don't care if I wear makeup, that's like the least of their worries, then maybe I would have lived differently, you know? But I think yeah. that if, and maybe what you're saying sounds like, but like kind of like that, like you're like with males or whatever is like, maybe you were making, you kind of thought they would say one thing or think one thing, but maybe the reality is they didn't care or maybe they, and they maybe did have some, um, you know, register, uh, reservations or some, you know, incorrect information about what it means to be gay or whatever, but that doesn't mean they would have hated you. So I don't know. I kind of feel the biggest, my biggest enemy is me. So I always try to, to, to not let my inner thoughts get to me. And one thing I'll add to that too, is one of the best advice I ever got was from my friend, Lisa Maria, who's another musician. And she said, what other people think of you is none of your business. And once she told me that, my life was freed in so many ways. Because once I realized whatever someone thinks of me at the end of the day, I don't need to know it. It's not my business. That's their business. That's what mm -hmm. they want to think. That's what they want to believe. So as long as I'm living my truth and, and pushing myself every day to be the, the person I am meant to be, then that's all I can really count on. Yeah. So, you then, so, then, you, so then you went through kind of like your... your childhood to teenage-ness and um at some point you basically graduated from high school or yeah. um did you go did you attend like catechism or the catholic school whatever it was called like 
all throughout like elementary, junior high, high school? Yes. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So a lot of years, a lot of years. And actually it's interesting because I feel very blessed that when I was born, my, my parents didn't baptize me. So even though I grew up in the Catholic faith, they wanted me to make the decision later in life if I wanted to be Catholic. So I was the weird kid in my Catholic school that wasn't Catholic. But then like, in, <laughs> even though it's at a Catholic school, so they're going to church, I'm just like, I'm not religious. <laughs> but then the funny thing was, then I decided in like eighth grade, because it's called confirmation, I believe, where you confirm, reconfirm your faith. So okay. you're baptized yeah. and then you, like freshman year of high school, mm -hmm. you reconfirm that. And that's when I decided to get baptized. So I actually got baptized and confirmed at the same time, which is kind of weird. And then my high school was Catholic. And then I went to college, which is also what's well, a Jesuit school, but it's also, um, you know, religious. So pretty much from my birth until um, I graduated college, it was all religious, um, you know, a religious school. Hmm, that's so interesting, because <laughs> yeah. eventually we're going to get to how, <laughs> <laughs> eventually we're going to get to the song, yeah. let me fuck your heart, <laughs> yeah. so eventually we're going to get to that, but yep. I mean, <laughs> it's just interesting hearing about, you know, yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah, um, <laughs> yep, yep, that's a great point. So then you, so then you go, so you, you graduate high school, and then you um, decided to go to England like right away and then that's where you yeah. went to school, actually, right? Actually, yeah, so that's a great question. Um, so in college, they had a study abroad program. And so I studied graphic design in college and it was the most, you know, in terms of creativity, it's, a play, it's able to be creative, but also be on the computer. So that's what I did. And in junior year of college, they had a study abroad in London. And that's so, so bizarre because, sorry, yeah. that's so bizarre because um, when high school was over, I think my mom was just kind of like, what am I going to do with him? You know? And, uh, so she found a, an ad in like the penny saver and, um, I went to, it was like the school. And so I went to it and I thought it was for like animation. I didn't really realize what graphic design was. Um, but I, I went to the school for graphic design, like right after. Oh, so that's oh my just God. kind of. Ironic. We're like the same, we're the same, the graphic design <laughs> thing. Yeah. So yes, yeah, so I went to London and London really was the place that opened my eyes to self-expression and to art and to really being the, the reality that you can be art and that you can live in fantasy and within the world, you know, because in London, have you been to London before? Mm -mm. I've been to Las Vegas and oh. states, but I've like driven through states mostly. Cool. Uh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. No, I mean, London is like, yeah, very, um, you know, it's like a big city. So there's tons of different types of people. But the thing to me that stood out was London is very art inspired. So like the architecture to the fashion to just, you know, the types of people you see, it's like people are comfortable living out their fantasy and with whether it means fashion or whether it means makeup. And they have, they're just, you know, no regrets. It's just like, I'm going to wear amazing makeup down the street. And it's not crazy. It's just cool. So when I saw that, and then also the nightlife is like, that's right when I turned 21. Well, actually, you can uh, go out there earlier. Like you can drink at 19, I think, or 18. Mm, yeah. Which also is a big factor in this because then you can go to the clubs and it's like you can drink and get drunk and dance and party. So I w ended up going to all like the downtown like nightlife parties and seeing amazing fashion and like celebrities like um, Kelly Osbourne and like Lily Allen were like partying in this one club. So it was just like getting into the scene of these people that are just going out. That's funny because I was going to ask you like, oh, so then the Spice Girls are just walking around with Ewan McGregor or whatever, right? <laughs> but not yeah. really, kind of. You know? Yeah, kind of. I mean, it's it's also has a small a small town aspect in the sense that it's even though it's a big city, you can end up hitting running into people in the same circles. So I was just really blessed because it, in that, in my way, or in my life, it opened me up to stuff that I didn't know existed and let me know that, you know, there is a thing called nightlife and there's a thing called performing at nightclubs and a thing called like wearing pantyhose and G-strings as a fashion <laughs> statement. And it's a, and you could do it and you own that and it's cool, okay. you know? So what, what did you take when you went to school there? Is that where you... Yes, yeah, so I went there for school for a year, and it was in uh, also in design. So it was graphic design. Oh, okay. But over there, they have it laid out differently, where you can take interactive design um, 
So which was like technology. So it could be like making an app or, or making inter interactive spaces online. Okay. So that's ended up what I ended up really um, getting into. Okay. Well, so then you're going to school and then you're going out at night. Uh, how long were you in? How long did you do that for? So I was out there for only a year okay. um, in London, but it was a jam packed year. And I just stayed there the whole, as long as my visa was valid. So I got there like in maybe August and then left the following July or so. Mm -hmm. um, but it was like nonstop going out, going schoolwork, making amazing friends. So it was just very life changing. So were you doing any um, performance type art at that point? No, at, okay. at that point I was still dabbling into dress up like kind of at like there may have been like one party there's a disco theme party and i had like a sh like kind of like there's a shiny top <laughs> but but not really makeup i i just did more shiny outfit and maybe a hair and i had more hair like i was, did more like styles with my hair so i had like longer hair but besides that i was not performing i wasn't in that world yet i was still kind of like joining the party you know so did you happen to pick up any Polari? Is that, what, is that how they pronounce it? Wait, what is that? It's like a Polari. It's like a, I, I hope I'm pronouncing it right. Um, it's like a slang that okay. uh, you say things. I, I don't know. I don't know it, but it's like, a, like you say things in code. I don't remember where it came from, but um, I learned it from a Morrissey song from um, his oh. uh, Piccadilly Polari uh, song, oh. but uh, it's kind of like a you 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 kind of uh, there's you kind of mess up your words or your you kind of create right. like a jargon out of it so that you can talk about secret things you don't want people who don't know how to speak That's this. So funny, yeah, yeah, to kind of I like so you don't get a, arrested or clubbed over the head or. Whatever. Right. I yeah. I didn't do all that, but <laughs> I did. Um, learn like new words because <laughs> like okay. different words mean different things but yeah <laughs> um so i know that you went to you went to you, you were there for about a year and then afterwards or so then you experienced like the the kind of like the nightlife the date and the education and then you graduated and then you moved directly to new york right okay so i came back to san francisco for one more semester and then graduated and moved right to new york and um then my life changed even more because like New York, I found my home, but in, uh, but if it weren't for London, because that the, the interactive design program had a, had this master's program in New York at NYU. So that's kind of how the connection happened. One of my professors taught at NYU. And so she was the one that recommended I go. So it's kind of back to back. It was like London, then San Francisco real quick, and then move everything to New York. <laughs> Okay, so when you were in New York, did you did you were you like experiencing? Had you been there before? Had you lived there before? No, my aunt lives had was living there for a long time, so I had been maybe once or twice, uh, maybe okay. three times, like over the summers. So it was really fun, and we went to Rocky Horror Picture Show with her. So like I was still like you know doing like stuff I would do now, but it was like you know with her, she was the cool aunt. Like you know you can go with her and do whatever you want, dress up. She would like, even though I was underage at the times, but you know, yeah, you know, go to Broadway shows. You had your cool aunt to, yeah. to explore with. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And so you were, you were going to school there and then did, did, were you, um, like at what point did you start, I guess, going out, out? Yeah. Probably the second end of the, the first summer that I was there. So I got there in the, beginning of school year and then one year passes kind of and then that summer is when I started to understand New York City nightlife which is like off nights it's not the typical like Friday night Saturday night it's mm -hmm. kind of like a Sunday night or a Tuesday night and Suzanne Barsh like um, she's a club promoter and so she has a documentary about her out she's really really interesting so there was this one party at this place called Greenhouse, which was a pretty like straight club, like heteronormative club during the week. And it's like one of those clubs that has like laser lights and like really cool, like really big, like two floors. But on Sundays, she had this huge LGBT, LGBTQ plus, you know, party. And they'd have these nightlife legends like Amanda Lepore, who maybe you've seen, you know, before. And um, just, you know, just really cool personalities of the New York 
like, like nightlife scene that were really just like right there. Just right there, and they hang out in the club. Just okay. like, well, like a VIP. <laughs> that's so bizarre because I, you know, I, I, um, I grew up in LA. I was born in LA, and I was raised in LA County. And um, the nightlife down in Southern California is not as structured. Um, everything is more spread out. It's a huge area of just everywhere. So obviously there are some places that you don't want to go. Like you don't want to wind up in some corner of the city somewhere. Like when I, um, I moved away to Las Vegas for a while, for like four or five years for no, for, uh, you know, bad idea. But when I moved back, um, before I moved, I'd never driven. I'd never had a license. So when I moved back, it was my first time with a car. And I got lost because <laughs> I'd never driven around LA by myself and I wound up under a bridge and it was just like not a good place to be for me. Oh. But the, just generally like, over over time, I eventually learned that like, oh, okay, you know, downtown has like these clubs that are like, like there's, I mean, the types that I would go to would be like a place called um, Club 1984 hmm. or like in Downey, there's a club called um, the Holly Gully. And these are basically like the, unspoken underground 80s new wave scene so you go out you listen to basically the the music from the time period of like 1980 to like 1980 i don't know max like 1986 love that yeah so that's so cool but you have to go all over the place to get anywhere and if you do run into people it's because you're in kind of like this community where everyone that you know everybody knows the same people so you all travel together on the freeway to the next party or whatever oh so. wow but I, I you know you don't as far as i know i've never it's just a bunch of us kids or a bunch of kids it's not amanda lapore ah, <laughs> that's know? so cool though i want to go is it still open those places uh, not currently but yeah oh. generally oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Duh. Yeah, they're pretty fun places. I, they they opened one up here around in Sacramento, not a Holly Gully, but like um, it's called. I don't even know what it's called. I haven't been there, but because uh, now I'm kind of more of a hermit. But yeah. yeah, that's like the whole the whole. You know, you wear all black. You're you watch Munsters reruns. Um, it's kind of like Wednesday Adams all the time. Love uh, it. Yeah. Oh my god, I want to go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so then you graduate from. Um, it was called the. Tisch School of yes, Arts? Tisch School of the Arts um, and ITP, Interactive Telecommunications Program, which is basically, like I said, interactive design. So it could be like people were building apps. I actually made it. I made my thesis with a hair gel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. People are freaking crazy smart. And I'm just there. <laughs> like, I'm like, how did, I don't even know how I hear, I'm here. But so that's why so I was like the weird one. Like my thesis was a hair gel that was heat activated. So you can have like black hair. And then you go to the club and it turns pink because it's okay. like, like, like if it's cold outside. So if it's cold, it's like zero degrees in New York, your hair would be pink. I'm sorry, your hair would be black. And then you go into the club and it's hot because it's sweaty and then your hair turns pink. So it's like a mood ring for your hair. Yeah, okay. So that was my thesis. So I'm like, okay, of course I'm the one that's going to do this while everyone else is like making apps, and like, <laughs> <laughs> making websites and playing with hair. No, when I went, it was like in the nineteen. It was like in the early nineteen hundreds, twenty eight. And uh, no, they they weren't doing anything like that. We were they were barely getting into what they called multimedia, yes. which was you were going to do the animation for the websites. But I ended up dropping out, and then that's a whole other. I shouldn't have I shouldn't have dropped out, but I was talking to the wrong person, oh. listening to the wrong things, going like paying attention to things that were not really relevant, and then I left. Wow. Um, uh, okay, so then, so then you, so you graduate from there, and then um, at some point, you, you, you did make a song called "Online Boy." Yeah. But the space between that song and um, college, second college, uh, where that leads up to your decision to make "Online Boy." Um, could you tell us about yeah. like, how how that point to that point led to that song? Of course. You're really good. I love your questions. Like, you're like, I feel like I'm on a Barbara Walters interview. Anyway, um, like, oh, I love it. So basically, yes. So this kind of it goes back to what we were talking about earlier, which is this kind of idea of what you're expected to do and what's the right path for you give, that you think you should do versus what you want to do. So 
growing up, I was very musical. Like my father is very musical. He's, he's a musician. So I am a grew up with musical theater with my mother. She would take me to Broadway, you know, um, Broadway shows in San Francisco and stuff. So when I graduated co- the second college, it was like, okay, I have all this free time. I'm finally done. I don't have any more school. I'm not, I mean, I had a job, but it's, you know, I'm free, basically. It's like, I'm free. I'm like, I'm an adult now. And so I was like, you know what? I've been wanting to do music because when I was younger, I would sing to myself. I would record myself singing. And I also had, like, in terms of the 80s, I loved the 80s. And I would, like, on the radio, 80s radio stations would record on tape, you know, the different songs and just, like, hit pause and then wait for the radio, another 80s yeah. song, or, you know, that thing. So I would do that. So I was like, you know what, let me just get back into it. And for some reason, I had the confidence level to be like, I can do this. I can make a song. Why not? Even though I I did not go to school for music, I have no musical, real musical training. I did some, you know, singing in like choir at this Catholic school and I did some guitar (laughs) lessons. But, you know, it's like I'm not like I was a trained musician at all. But I just believed in myself and said, you know what, I want to write this song because at that time, um, okay, Cupid was a thing. You know, it was is before Tinder, before uh, Grinder. You know, okay, I, at least in New York, okay, Cupid was kind of like the, either that or Adam for Adam. I think it's called. I think there was Gay.com and Adam for yeah. Adam. Yes, yes. So, so basically, I was like, this is a really real. Not thing. that I would know. I yeah, would yeah. Know. Not that we. Where's my tea? <laughs> anyway, no. I was like, not that we know. But basically, I just was like, I can write a song about this. And so I just was in, it was like a hot summer day. And I was just like, with my notepad and just, I didn't get your tea. But I get my notepad out and I was just like, <laughs> you know, like, online boy, you're the thing that I enjoy. Late night when not darkness calls. Online. So I mean, I just started writing. Uh, and I'm like, oh, this is fun. And that's what <laughs> yeah. Okay, so, but then like you had that, okay, so how did you get it made? Did you find, did you like just go on Craigslist and put an ad out or did you like what what how did that come about so then um so I had I you know I'm pretty tech savvy somewhat because of my design school and all that and so GarageBand is a a free app on uh, Mac on Mac computers it's it's basically a music production software but it's free and it's like the basic tools but you could do a lot with it like uh what's her name Fiona Apple did a whole album on GarageBand and like is nominated for a Grammy. That's so. all I use. I just oh, use really? Music. Yeah, I don't play shit. I don't play anything. Yeah. I don't play any instruments. I started out on like a keyboard, and yeah. I had a I put I got a poster from Walmart, you know, where it tells you where the notes are. So I don't even play piano. I just know like where the notes. I just I don't even oh. know, I don't even put my fingers on correctly. That's but then I'll, I'll create the loops and then you know all that stuff. So I know GarageBand very well because I don't play any instruments for shit. Oh, I love that. Yeah, it's it's amazing, and that's and that's another big thing I have to mention is that at that time, you know, that's when everything technology-wise was coming together. There's online dating, there's online music production software, there's social media, like Instagram is getting big. So because of all these factors, anyone could do music. You know, anyone. Whereas 20 years earlier, 10 years earlier, you had to have a producer to do everything for you. You'd have to like go in somewhere. You'd have to like prom- promote it somehow. But at that time, it was like, okay, you can literally make a song in GarageBand and post it on, like, at that time, I think SoundCloud wasn't fully a, a, a thing yet, but, like, you know, MySpace was kind of ending, but you could post it on MySpace. So it was just one of those times where... I miss MySpace so I know. Much. <laughs> and I hope it comes... We'll make it come back. Oh, they ruined the format. It looks bizarre now. It's, like, so weird. Oh, really? Yeah. I need to look at it. I have not looked in a long time. And Tumblr was a thing for a while, but then everybody yes. started posting porn and then right. they took off the porn, but now you're like already over Tumblr, so who cares? Thank you. <laughs> yeah. now, now Twitter is that. Like Twitter think, is something. Yeah. I mostly use Instagram because I feel like, I don't know, I don't really, like I don't use Facebook because I don't really care what other people think about, right. you know, toilet paper and president's I just, I don't, I don't, I, you know, I, I, I like to stay informed, but if I get too informed, then I start to get anxiety and I'm like, I gotta get out of here. So right, right. Um, Instagram is, is, you know, it lets me select the types of things that I want to ingest. And exactly. Usually it's just like art, ASMR mm-hmm. and sluts. <laughs> so <laughs> exactly. Totally. Same with me. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> like, yes, yes. And yes. Okay. So, um, so you make that, you, you have that, you 
you create that song and then um, it's not, I don't see it on Spotify. Correct. Yep. So that is a part of a project that kind of in that time period blossomed, which is not out. So basically, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, bottom line, not out. So and maybe you've experienced this as well with what you do is like, sometimes you have an idea and some ideas you want to just finish and get out and, and you're like, I need to get this out. I need to post it or I just finish it for myself and that's, and it's over with. But that I realized was becoming a bigger project because what I was essentially creating was a rock opera. I didn't know it at the time, but, <laughs> but yeah, but like every song was a story. Cause like online boy is the first song in a long story of like me getting into online dating. And we can get into that in a bit if you want. But anyway, long story short is this whole other project that I started creating, which I decided will be my first album. So right now I don't have an album out and I don't have, um, any like full piece of, you know, like an album or EP or anything. Mm. I have the singles out and stuff. So this project will be my actual first album. So it's in the works and I, and so eventually we'll all hear it, but it's one of those songs that's really special because it's pretty much my first song I ever finished. And I really want it to be special with that first album so that when you hear the album, you actually need to hear the first song I ever wrote completely. Okay. Yeah. Um, um, <sighs> I, I'm trying to make myself remember things because sometimes I forget what I'm going to say. Yeah. I'm going to ask. Um, <laughs> no, but I know it's going to come. Yeah. Um, that's what she said. Um, <laughs> uh, oh, okay. I think. Oh, so are the songs are um, La La Rona, La Rona, yeah, um, I don't know. Rona. And. and uh, let me, Let me fuck, fuck your heart. Yep. Are those going to be on that eventually? Or are they like just separate things that they're a separate thing? They're actually their own little story. So Lorona, let me fuck your heart. And then one other secret project song is going to be kind of this three piece story in its own on its own, mm -hmm. but they're separate from, from the um, album version. Because, the, I mean, not even the version, just the album is separate. They, they, so they won't appear, but they're still important because those songs have all happened during quarantine. And the reason that's important is because this past year, I finally was like, I need to get a Spotify. I need to, like, start putting stuff out there. That's what I'm telling everybody. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everyone, if you're listening or watching, get a Spotify. It's really easy if you're an artist. Get your page set up. Get your pictures. Get your bio. And just start putting stuff up because... What I, I was I was really afraid of Spotify because I felt like it was so official and I felt like also I didn't have one so I didn't know how it worked but now I'm addicted because you have everything at your fingertips like every piece of music and you could easily link to it they have like you could share it easily so I'm 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 obsessed, I'm obsessed now like I love yeah, it yeah it's really cool too because it's like one of the few places where you can go to your own song or your new song and then actually share it to Instagram or share it to everywhere yes. really versus yes. like, like I have a, um, an Amazon influencer account. Oh wow. But it's kind of silly because you're supposed to be trying to influence people to buy stuff, but apparently not yours. So I have like comic ah. books and, and, and albums and, you know, and, and things like that, that I'm, that I'm selling that I made, but there's, it, you can't really share it anywhere except um, Pinterest and uh, oh. Facebook and places that who like nobody goes to, you know, like all my friends are there. My friends are going to be the ones buying. I mean, theoretically, they're supposed to be supporting me or whatever, but I mean, right, not really. Right. So I can share it to, you know, Lily and Aaron and whoever all I want, but they're not going to buy every single thing right. that I have, you know, I mean, right. So, but, but, but I like Spotify a lot because it lets you actually do some amount of customizing and in yeah. its own way, in its own way, it's kind of like, its own Spotify for people who back in the day when us artists were on MySpace and then you could upload your own music, you know, um, like that's what, that was like an exciting thing. Cause now you're, you, you're like, now you have like a, uh, the opportunity to present your art instead of having to wait for someone to discover you and, you know, right. who knows how totally. that happened. Totally. Totally. And I feel like, cause for me, Spotify, I mean, uh, SoundCloud at first was that like, I was like, Oh yeah, I can put it on Sp uh, SoundCloud. But now that I've done Spotify, I have to say I do. I mean, I want to support SoundCloud cause I think it's great that it's easier for independent artists to post things. But if I had to compare, I do like Spotify more in the sense there's a community. It feels like you can make playlists and it's cool. You can, anyway, so I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to sell it. I'm just saying like, <laughs> I've, I've come to lo love it. Um, okay. So then you, so then, 
um, you you decided you, you 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 were you're kind of in the middle of this like rock opera, and then you made these songs aside from that. But what made you decide to make some songs aside from that versus um, con- you know releasing things from the actual album? Right, that's a great great question. So there's two kind of big things about that. So the first is that. As we all are, I mean, at least I can speak for myself, is that I'm a perfectionist. Like, for me, when I am working on anything, it has to be perfect. Like, I want the vision to come to life when it gets out into the world. And for me, the album itself, the rock opera became such an important piece because the message in it is bigger than I thought it would be. And it really did change my life in terms of, like, my direction and getting over an abusive relationship. So, for me, it actually healed me. So to do justice to that album, I, I told myself that one's going to have to wait because I'm, I'm going to have to get it just right. Mm-hmm. Um, however, I, the same time, I don't feel like I don't support people who say, like, I'm going to wait till it's just right. Because I feel like as an artist, <laughs> when you wait, if you're going to wait, for, it'll, you'll be waiting forever, you know, to get the whatever perfect is, you'll be waiting your whole lifetime. So that's what I ended up doing was saying, OK, I can I can promise myself the music will be really released for that that rock opera. But in the meantime, I can't just not do other stuff. You know, I have to keep making. So that's why I was creating on the side. And then last year I decided, I was like, okay, you need to put something out because people don't know that you're creating, you know, because you, you, know, no, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. because you know, you're creating, but like the whole world does not know. And I was getting frustrated because I was trying to tell people I'm a songwriter and I make stuff and they're like, wait, what do you make? Like you haven't posted anything. And that's why, yeah, no, seriously. And so that's when I realized, I was like, you know what, you're right. Like, if you're going to be a musician, my friend once told me this. Like, if you're a musician, if, you, if you're an artist, you make art. If you're a musician, you make music. If you're a painter, you make paintings. So, like, you can't... <laughs> if you're a painter, you make paint. <laughs> yeah, you make painting or whatever. Sorry, that was stupid. But you know what I'm saying? No. You may have... <laughs> but what I was trying to say is you should make it. And then, and then part of that is, like, when you do that, you do it. And hopefully someone sees it, maybe. Unless you really want to work privately, which is totally cool, too. But for me, I was like, I eventually, my goal was to perform and to like go on stages and be out there in the world. So that's when I decided I have to release. So I'm doing more now of what I intended with these other songs is like putting songs out there that's still giving you a, a kind of my, who I am as an artist and kind of my influences, but still leading it up to this this piece of work that I really feel is gonna hopefully help some other people, but also show who I am completely as a human you know and so that's it it keeps me motivated because i'm like okay i want to use these as pieces to build me into that album and and the connections i'm making and the friends that i'm making is helping me shape up that album to be exactly as i envision it okay well this is um so interesting because your album i mean i haven't heard any of the songs from it but it sounds very introspective totally and then your instagram and your social media and your from what i've seen so i mean from what i've seen is kind of like um very uh contrast like it's a big contrast between who i'm talking to right now versus the person that i feel like i'm seeing um, in all your things, I mean, it, it's probably the it's very similar thing for a lot of people, but that's like really <laughs> quite the difference, you know. Yeah. Um, it's very colorful, um, very androgynous. Um, androgyn- is that right? The right word, androgynous, yeah. or is it mm-hmm. uh, androgynous or androgynous? No. You did it right, uh, andro- androgynous. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Wait, now I'm confused. Anyway, go <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's like an image that you are um, that that image. I kind of can piece together with, um, not piece together, but I can like kind of, uh, it makes sense with the songs that you have already put out, but what you're describing from the album that you're still working on, um, is that going to be a similar aesthetic or is it going to be kind of like, you know what I mean? Like it's, yeah, you are so good. I'm I'm having fun. You're like, asking great questions. So actually I'm really glad you asked that. So it is an autobiographical, is that the right word? Autobiographical yeah. uh, piece. So with that in mind, it's actually interesting because there is a duality. So part of it is me as I was 
10 years ago. So part of it is like, I'm actually like a, like doing a memoir or something where I'm actually telling my story before I had the makeup, before I had like the, the different looks and the androgynous look and all that. So it's actually a two part piece where the first half is actually me before the makeup and before the outfits, before I even knew I could do that. And the second half is me as you see on Instagram, which is like really confident and like giving it all and, and doing all that. So it's like today I'm kind of giving you both. Like I'm not, I don't really have makeup on, but I'm, still have a shiny shirt so it's kind of i'm i'm halfway right now i'm like in between both worlds but the album is meant to be a transformation piece where you start with this younger benji who doesn't isn't comfortable dressing up is really shy um has an has an, a, a partner who's kind of tells them not to, to to embrace their androgynous self but then after breaking through that person was able to find themselves so it is very, and that's, and I, and I really want to say I appreciate you for looking at and noticing that on my social media because, kind of, as the performance is, and I actually think of social media as a performance. Like that's how I look at it as. So with my social media, I'm giving you the performer Benji. I'm giving you, who the vision I've always had of myself, but my goal is with my music is to show you how I became that person and how that kind of the other side you know, the, the dark and the light. So anyway, I'm really glad you noticed that. Yeah, but just kind of crazy that you're like accidentally working on a rock opera <laughs> <laughs> about your life, you know, and yeah. it's really uh, intense. Yeah, it really is. And and that's actually, to add to that, it's a visual album. So I've actually <laughs> already, yeah, yeah, of course, right? So I've actually already started shooting films, uh, scenes from it. So that's also been interesting is that, and that's also why it's taking so long is I've actually physically shot pre-COVID even, like actual scenes of me reenacting my youth. And that's also really interesting, like as a, from like an acting slash just person perspective, because I'm like having to relive traumatic experiences and reliving times of my life where I was looking at alcohol and looking at, um, you know, just trying to escape life essentially. So when I go to those places, it is quite dark and it is quite lonely. But then I realized that I've made it through and that's that's really the happy part. And the other thing I like what you said about what you said was that, you know, a lot of these artists, like all these big names, we see them the performer side, like we see them what they've constructed and gave put out in the world. That's pretty much what we see. So because I grew up with that era of like Britney and NSYNC and like all the pop stuff, I kind of wanted to turn it on its head. And my first record is going to actually show you how I became me so that with that first album, you're actually gonna say, oh my God, this is Benji Bradshaw. This is how he got to where I am listening to him right now. And that's mm. the exact thing that happened. So it's really exciting because my first introduction to the world via an album is gonna be one where you're gonna hear my origin story essentially. And you're gonna hear like my first song I ever wrote. And that's it forever in history as like the first Benji Bradshaw, Benji Bradshaw record, that's the first song. So it's really a, a, a important piece because it's, I intentionally wanted to give to my audience and listeners my first piece as like my literally first origin and my first birth into music. Yeah. So anyway, so it's kind of exciting. Are you shooting that like, like how long are you doing like per video or how long is that? Yeah. So it's, it's, it's going to be um, kind of like an act actually, there'll be different acts. So it's like, a, it's, 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 a, it's an album, but it's going to be set up like like a uh, musical, how there's different acts, you know, throughout a play, for example. So the first five songs will be the first um, kind of acts, let's say, for now. Mm -hmm. And those I've shot, the shots that are the real life shots, I've already shot most of that, which is like me and I dressed up as myself, how I used to look. And that so that stuff's pretty much filmed. It's just not edited. But then the other parts of that, which is the fantasy superhero side of me, those have not been shot yet. And that's intentional because I want it to be shot when the album's ready so that you're gonna get me looking back on my life. So it's like Benji Bradshaw as he is now and kind of re recounting and reliving through the super, super uh, hero self, looking at his pre-superhero life. So maybe that's confusing, I don't know. But basically- No, I understand. Yeah, yeah, so there'll be different acts and the narrator is essentially the superhero looking back on their life um, and how they became that way. So so that's kind of the concept. And a lot of it's been shot, like I said, but there's so there's at least four acts, I believe. So only the first act has been shot. So okay. yeah, yeah. So I'm totally looking forward to that. Um, 
until until then we have um, what what is what is the La, La Rona about? Yeah. Um, La Rona. I thought you were talking. I thought the title was for um, uh, like COVID. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. Okay, because the thing is that like um, someone else told me that he thought it was. He thinks it's about the Yarona. Oh, you know the the cloud who steals children. <laughs> well, he just well because you know um, he he's. He do, he doesn't he he I think he is he wasn't sure and I think yeah. he googled it and it, I think it came up that way because I don't know maybe some um, I don't say maybe some random white person wore it because he didn't know what it what it meant and he's a white guy so he was kind of like oh, okay um, and I wasn't sure either um, but then I would like listen to it and I was like well that doesn't make any sense because you know, but you know but it's at the same time it's a little bit dark. So I'm yeah. like, well, I guess that could be interpreted that way, but I don't think so. But yeah, that is, I love hearing that. That kills me <laughs> right now. Yes, but you're right. It's about COVID, um, and so that one essentially was um, one of these songs where it came really quickly to me. Um, I just had my my uh, I use Logic now for for uh, producing, although I still love GarageBand, but it's very similar. It's it's essentially the same thing, and I just went on the keyboard and did a few chords. And it was right at the beginning beginning of COVID in the U.S. around March of last year, and um, you know I was I'm in New York that's where I live so in New York it was really bad it was like our first on the U.S. soil like of the outbreak of COVID and it's such a, a small you know a lot of people in a small space so it just felt like doomsday it felt like the end of the world over there and uh, you know not knowing what's going to come next so I just kind of with the chords on on a loop started singing these words and it was very dramatic and like very dark <laughs> but and I was also really influenced by synthwave at that I still am but especially at that time there's something about synthwave and synth pop that was getting me through the months of covid because it's something about it there was like escapism and futuristic and just fun so that's why I went with that route and then I just started writing so the song's literally about me in my apartment looking out the window and I know that there, this thing called the COVID Larona is coming, but I want to stay away from it. So that's why in the song I say, Larona, don't want you, just get <laughs> my life. So it was kind of humorous, but that's also why I think the song feels kind of like 80s. Someone said it sounds like Cher and David Bowie put together because it has this kind of, or ABBA a little bit. I don't know. They're very well, they're very well made. Like I, I don't, I don't know how you're doing it, but like mines don't sound as clear and and like clear and finished as oh, really? yours do. Yeah. Oh no. Well, I was really lucky. My one of my really close friends, David Michael. So if you ever need someone to mix and master, he does mix and mastering, and he's a DJ in, in New York City, and he's been on Twitch a lot. But he mixed and mastered it. But I produced it myself. So like all the instrumentation I did. Um, the vocal, he he did some filters on it to just make it louder. But yeah, you know that was essentially me. So I, I produced my own stuff, which is really fun. And that's what took me so long too with music is that I like for ten years straight, almost every night producing, working on music. So I'm really happy to hear you like you know the sound and everything. But yeah, that's just years of like trying to like listen to synthesizers and trying to get the right mix and and you know that's pretty much all that was is just putting that together. And then he did the final touch of like making sure it sounded okay together. Um, is, does that one have, um, well, which one came first? Um, that one or, um, I don't want to keep saying La Rona because I'm- I, No, I love La Rona. La Rona. That's what <laughs> well, I say too. Which one came first, that one or um, uh, Let Me Fuck Your Heart? <laughs> so La Rona, La Rona came first. And the actual funny thing is that, so Let Me Fuck Your Heart was someone on Instagram that I really like a lot, named Jesus Threadsoul. <laughs> he um, is a does techno progressive music. He did a did he do a remix of one of Yes, exactly. So we did a remix of La Rona and then he and I connected that way and we've I've known him for a while also just on Instagram. Like we like each other's pictures. And then he said in like June or July of last year was just like, hey, I have this song and you need to be on it. Like this is a, you need this is your song. You need to be on it. And he played it for me and I was like, whoa I love it. Like it's raunchy and it's like robotic and it's sexual and dirty. And so that was the first song actually I've recorded that I didn't write and I didn't produce. So all yeah, I that was cool of him. Yeah, it was so sweet. So cool. 
And yeah, so it was really quick for me because he just gave me the words and everything. And then he had his own vision, which I loved because I, you know, the, as artists, you know, it's cool when someone has a vision and it's easier for me as when I'm not the artist really to just have someone tell me what they want. So he was like, I want it very robotic, very like dirty in a club. So that's why it's the wording. And he did a filter, which lowered my, my voice as well, because he had this vision of this kind of commanding voice in the club telling you to touch my body. So <laughs> <laughs> he had his dumb top fantasy. Yes, yes. Okay. <laughs> I was living for it. I was like, yes, I'll do whatever you want. Yeah, so I mean, I, that, it was like, you have like a, two, I think it was two remix EPs of those two songs. So that's, yeah, they're like really well made. I was very Thank impressed. You. Yes, yes, the remixes are great. And Jesus, yes, he did that one of them. And then he, the, there's also David Ars and Johnny, they um, two remixes for Let Me Fleck Your Heart which are really fun. So yeah, I'm really lucky because these, the people I'm working with have been, are really amazing. And, and like they, we work really hand in hand. So we'll go back and forth with ideas and like, I'll send them a draft and they send me a draft and I suggest stuff or they suggest stuff. So it's, it's not like it's just one time. It, it's, you know, you know, like let, let me, let me fuck your heart was recorded in July, but it didn't really get finalized till October or so. So it, it still took a few months just back and forth and for him to work with his producers. So, and well, he produces, but like with his mixers and stuff. So, you know, it's one of those things that it's just getting it right, you know? Yeah. It's hmm. interesting. Right. Um, okay. So like, what are your, um, uh, what are you up to? Like, are you like, obviously we're all in this, shit um but like uh so i've been keeping myself busy with all of my with these yeah for some random for all of a sudden it was like okay um and my comic books and i i make i put a single out i think like once a month because i'm you know well i made like it was so bizarre because i made like i literally made about 10 songs in two weeks um i write like all the time but Wow. I was just kind of like, you know what? I think I'm going to make an album. So then I was just kind of like making, like putting the beat down, singing my melody over it. And then I would come up with the music afterwards. And I did that like about 10 times. So I didn't finish, finish everything. But so I kind of like, like not slowly, but somewhat slowly put out a single until, you know, blah, blah. But that's how I'm keeping myself um, sane and lots of walks and lots of yeah. water um <laughs> I love that. yeah totally. so like what are you like how, not not necessarily how do you keep sane but like what what are you finding um to be your uh, creative outlet during these times or oh yeah um, yeah oh yeah music for me uh, you know actually same as you water walks and music because i do love walks i go for walks every day even when it's winter and cold outside but music is really what's keeping me busy and keeping me happy because for me I'm on this journey and so for me it's like challenging myself to create new music credit working with new people and to kind of just continue to grow as an artist so for me that's honestly what's has been keeping me busy and keeping me active you know and it does and you know how it is like I mean for me it's like I keep, I, I'm like a perfectionist. So I keep going over and over and over. So like one song can take like two months or more. So, I mean, you're releasing, I don't know how you're doing it every week. Cause that's incredible. But um, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like I wish I could do that, but yeah, it's just, so yeah, that's been keeping me really busy. Um, so what are your, what, uh, so there's the rock album or the rock opera album. Yeah. And do you have a title for it yet or? Uh, yes. yes, I will. Yes, and I'll share it. So the the working title is DIY Love. Okay. DIY Do It Yourself Love. Yeah. Okay. And um, so you're working on that, and uh, you're probably in the middle of working on some other like single with several other people or something, right? Yes. Uh, what other projects uh, do you think other people might like? to uh, be looking out for in the future yeah well actually the most the, the one that's coming up really soon is um so when i was at nyu with the grad program i had met this amazing person named, named mf clark and mf clark is um an interdisciplinary artist and she does um installations and projections and 3d animation and really really amazing visual work 
And so she basically um, asked me to, to collaborate and to actually compose um, music for some of her visuals. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, it's incredible. It's, this is my new passion is like making songs for other people and to do it in a way that they still let me be me as an artist. Mm -hmm. So we, there's this thing, maybe you saw on my Instagram, there's this thing called peeling that I, I posted a little um, snippet of, yeah. but we, we put in this visual together when it, we, I was in Miami performing and uh, we did a, a short video piece and that I did the whole orchestration, the whole composition in that background is 100% me and it's, it's like five minutes or so. It's really beautiful, and she edited all the films. So we took film together. So that's in the works, and it was, it was we're trying to submit it for a few art pieces, but I, eventually it'll be released. So it's a really cool um, visual art piece. And then the other one I'm, I'm working with her should come out on Valentine's Day. I don't have all the details yet, but I'll definitely post it. But it's related to like the idea of a bloody Valentine, like very dark, you know. And she, and this is her piece, so it's actually not. Um, I'm not in the video, but she asked for me to, to do the music for it. So it's really, really fun and very grungy. And she did a remix for the video of the, of the song I composed. So it's like, cool. it's, are you, are you on the song? Yeah. So then my vocals are on it. My vocals are on it. And you know, when, we, when you ask me about being busy, this is this kind of stuff I'm doing. It's like kind of not even for my music for myself. It could be a music for, to, for a friend. So that's yeah. what that ended up being. And and um, so the, my vocals are in it. I wrote it, and the chords is all me. So both of those tracks with MF Clark are all. When you guys hear them, they're um, all made by me. And it's just the second one. Re Melissa did more with her own remix on the audio version of it, and the visual because it's for her uh, art piece. So. Wow, busy, busy, busy. You have to work with all these great people. <laughs> yeah, it's. I'm so blessed, and like. I really like like with you like meeting you. It's like I love how it, social media and being, uh -huh. no, but seriously, <laughs> you're so sweet and I love you. I saw your previous podcast. Like you're really amazing, oh, and you. and I just feel to me this is what it's about. Is like meeting amazing people, even if it's online. Maybe you never met them, but is building building these connections at this kind of dark time. So I just I've been lucky to meet people like Jesus and Melissa, M M F Clark, and David. So I hope to, I hope it continues, you know? Okay. Yeah. Me, um, me too. This was a, a good time. I'm glad you said yes. Um, <laughs> yes. Um, I was actually really nervous <laughs> beforehand. <laughs> I, I just get so nervous. I was like, oh God, what if I, you know, and then, and then um, I had this on. I was like, God, now I feel stupid. I feel like, um, what, the, what was, uh, uh, I think it was her, her name was Katie, whoever um, Lindsay Lohan played on Mean Girls, where she showed up in the bunny oh, outfit. Oh my! No, I okay. Felt like I showed up. Like that. No, you look amazing. <sighs> and like for the record, for anyone listening, I feel embarrassed because I should have done more. Now I feel. See, I'm in the reverse. <laughs> I'm like the reverse of Mean Girls because you're now like Gretchen or whatever. And no, I'm not. You're not. It's weird. You sound. You you right now. You look like you look like a rock opera. Okay, good. That's. Versus yeah. your Instagram looks like, like, like a hardcore, like the music that you've put out so far to the public, like your Instagram and your sound, they, they sound coherent, they sound cohesive, but, um, right now you're, you look like a rock opera. <laughs> oh my God. That's so funny. Yeah. I guess I'm in between worlds where I'm like, right now I'm in that mode, but you know, I, I do try to always, when I do interviews and stuff, to, like, give them the Benji Bradshaw that they see on Instagram. But for today, I, maybe there's something about you. I just felt, I was like, you know what? I want to come to him a little different today. But I felt, I'm, I'm very also in the moment. So, like, when, whenever I do interviews or whenever I meet people, it's like, you're going to get the Benji that is there that day. You know, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not good at faking. I'm not good at, like... You know, if I'm in a day where I'm like a rock opera moment, we're going to go there. And if we're in a day where I'm like, I'm going to do my beat my face, you know, have cause like earlier this week I did a sh uh, show and I had like this crazy makeup. And so like that day I just was like, I need to do this. So it just depends. But I try to always I definitely feel like that person you see on my Instagram and social media is the person I, I want to be. So I try to always definitely be that that person. But some days, you know, I'm like, I'm going to. She needs a break. She's going to. 
But you look amazing, and I'm sorry. I, didn't, I feel like I should have done Oh, that. no, no, no. I, I, I wasn't actually really sure, like, what was going to happen. So that's why I think I was just kind of like, oh, I don't want to do too much or too little. But I honestly, uh, whatever. It's just whatever. <laughs> I just feel a little bit like. No, you look amazing. I came on my float. <laughs> okay, everybody, you need to see how good you look right now. And you're the star right now. I'm like some basic mm -hmm. bee in the corner. Uh -huh. like, you look mm -hmm. so good. Thank you. you. So I love it. Um, okay, so do you want to tell everybody your where you where they can find all of your cool stuff at, like your social media and um, whatever else? Yes. So yes, my name is Benji Bradshaw with a Y. You can look at me at Benji Bradshaw, B E N J Y B R A D S H A W, on all social networks. Essentially, I'm not I'm not on TikTok. Sorry, people. But I'm on Instagram, <laughs> I'm on Facebook, I'm on Twitter, I'm on YouTube, and all my music videos are on YouTube, so definitely subscribe to me there and follow me so you can get up to date with all these new projects coming. Yeah, and there'll be um, links on, God, I should be able to say this better. <laughs> there'll be links on this, uh, in the description of this podcast slash webcast. Thanks for joining us on another episode of a raw podcast. Joining us today, music artist Benji Bradshaw. Check out his music videos and follow on YouTube at Benji Bradshaw. Follow him on Instagram at Benji Bradshaw, where you can check out his photos, get updates, and links to additional content. To support my work, including this podcast, visit robertsigns.com for links to more of my art content. Follow on Instagram at Robert Jacob Signs or The Imagination of Robert Signs. I'd like to thank my guest again for coming on and letting us get to know more about the inspiration behind the making of Benji Bradshaw. This is Robert Sines, and until next time, later. One night I decide to go out. It's been a long time, I haven't done it. I haven't stuck on my own shit. And I didn't need it or want it. Getting ready for the flight Got my mood, got my money for the night No need for anyone to say hi Only the music to take me high Getting ready for the flight Got my mood, got my money for the night No need for anyone to say hi Only the music to take me high Let me fuck your heart.